Oh yeah. It's like I love this. Yep. It's just a great sounding record. Sample's cool. Kanye was. This is the perfect period for him. He's full of himself, but recognizes his place in the musical lineage. This song and this album yeah. has like a very profound feeling for me. Yeah, me too. This this was like a big cre- like a creative hallmark for me. Where I was like, oh, cool. Like you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. And people might fuck with it. I had like just graduated high school. Same here. Yeah. And I felt like free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in graduation, this, yeah, graduation. I know. I felt yeah. free. Like it was so great. Like I love this this album. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today we're going to discuss the track Champion which is song number two off Kanye West's perfect album, in my opinion, Graduation. It was released on September 11th, 2007, and in the minds of many music listeners, it was an instant classic. This song entered the Billboard charts despite the fact that it was never released as a single, which is something that I always love about music, because it's almost like people just fucked with this album so hard that the song charted. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of songs on this album that are to this day, people you put it on, people are like, I fucking love Yeah, this yeah. Song. It's you like know? you almost forget about Champion because it's not... Um, it's not one of the big, big ones. Yeah. But to me, it's like a song that is like really indicative of the whole album being like really cool, nice throwback samples, yeah. you know, the classic chop of the soul Kanye, oh, as yeah. he would call himself. Yep. Um, even though Steely Dan, really interesting band. We'll get into that yeah. about the sample. Let's talk about that, actually, just right now. The beat of Champion is based around a stan- sample from the Steely Dan classic tune, Kid Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Did you that you were a in their Steely Dan is a legendary band amongst musicians and engineers, and especially amongst insane perfectionists. So it makes sense that Kanye would lock in on this sample. Yeah, so, like... I've worked with at least seven different engineers in my life who use Steely Dan to tune their speakers. Is yeah. that is that like pretty common? Dude, yeah. Like, like people <laughs> What is that about? Can we let's just talk about that for yeah, a second? They're just such profound mixes, man. Really good high quality real instrument mixes. Yeah, real instrument. Not yeah. as far as like it's not like got like massive 808s, but it, what what when you listen to Steely Dan in front of a pair of, you know, in a tuned room and speakers it's more so about like the stereo field of where things Got are placed. It. It's so precise. Yeah, you know. And it's I think so they great. do have really good sounding records. Like obviously, they do, yeah. yeah, they're amazing. I'm, I'm not when a, when a when a dude like uses Steely Dan to tune the speakers. I'm usually like, oh, this guy's gonna talk to me too much. Yes, but he's gonna have a great sounding mix. Yes, that's usually what I know. Um, it's just funny. I, n- I had not thought about this in a long time. I was on tour with this one audio engineer front of house for like many years. And he always used this Jennifer Warren's tune, the Hunter to do. And it was like, coming out of like a fucking PA. It was just really funny. Um, It seemed crazy at the time that Kanye would be able to get this sample. Yeah. Um, Because Steely Dan are known as kind of real hardcore music snobs. Yeah. Why would they be interested in working with Kanye? Guess what? Initially they weren't at all. According to Steely Dan band member, Donald Fagan quote, 
Kanye actually sent us a, a sample of his tunes, and frankly, I listened to that. And although I'd love some of the income, neither of us particularly liked what he had done with it. We said no. Wow. Which I think is a really funny way of, That's crazy. of just kind of being like, I don't want to use it. I like that he's like, well, I, could, I like money, yeah, but it's still not enough to get me to turn on my principles. So something had to change. Exactly. It's awesome. It turns out that Kanye, and this is like, when I read this, I was just like, damn, like people change. And, when, and I'm not going to say anything about Kanye West running for president or anything like that, but it's just like the way that he talks about himself now and the way that he would do things back then, it just sort of makes me a little sad because it turns out that Kanye actually sent Donald Fagan a handwritten letter. According to West, quote, I wrote a letter to Donald Fagan and explained to him the importance of this song to me and of, of expressing these feelings to my father. I think it's, way the, it's what made the difference in getting the sample cleared. End wow. quote, which I think is That's pretty a cool sick story. And it gets even better because he, it worked. Donald Fagan and his songwriting partner, Walter Becker were really moved saying, quote, it was such a good letter that we said, all right, go ahead. And we made a deal with him end quote. And then in Clark, in classic sarcastic asshole, steely Dan shade throwing fashion, Fagan went on to say of using a sample quote, my mind doesn't work like that. I would never use someone else's stuff if I was writing something personal, but I guess that's how he was thinking about it. End Jeez, quote. <laughs> it's like these guys are great. They're these very guys, on brand. Man. Yeah, they, they are on brand. They, and and it's funny because I remember one time I was on tour with this group, legendary songwriters in the group. We had a piano player on loan from mm-hmm. Brooks and Dunn, which oh, is sick, really sick, funny. Sick, yeah. And I remember he was like getting into songwriting and we would write songs together a lot. And one day he asked one of the ladies in this group, he was like, you want to write a song together, like to pitch to Nashville artists? And this this lady was like, why would I ever write a song that I wasn't going to record? And I was just like, oh, some people just are are like like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Steely Dan definitely were. I'm glad they let him use the sample. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So like, Luke, I want to ask about sampling a little bit in terms of like the legal aspects. Yeah. How does that work? Do you know? God, give me the answer. I know enough to give people a general idea. Like when you use someone else's sound recording and their lyrics, yeah. they own that copyright. It's their intellectual yeah. property. And if you're going to use it in your project, song or whatever, it has to be cleared. Yeah. You have to be given permission. You can't just pay someone and use it. It doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not like when you cover a song, it's not you like can a cover just buy song. the license. It's yeah. like when I did a Whitney Houston record, I obviously did not communicate with Whitney Houston. No, you did not yeah. do a seance. Yeah. <laughs> can I that use would, your That song? would be a funny one, actually. I would. Love, I might do that after this podcast. That'd be a good like, digital short. Right? <laughs> yeah, for Patreon. Yeah. We communicate with dead singers. <laughs> <laughs> to get asked for permission. <laughs> yeah. So we were just wondering if we could sue somebody. You can always sue somebody. All right. You see, Clyde? Okay, we want to help him sue whoever invented the toilet. You got it. Here we go. Inventor of the toilet. Sir John Harrington. Kelston, England, died 1692. Oh, he's dead? So then we can't sue him? Why not? You can always sue somebody. It's just going to take some special protocol. We would have to perform a suance. You bet. Here at Hoffman and Turk, we specialize in suing the dead. But in sampling, so you there has to be the other party has to agree to use it, yeah. and, and then you have to come to a business agreement on well, how much of it is being used, yeah. and how much percent of the money is 
you know, you got to come to an agreement and that's up to, you know, terms. But if you do not get permission and you do not come up with a deal, what will happen is like with Sting and Juice mm-hmm. World. Yeah. Juice World puts out a song and it is a massive hit and he makes so much money. Has a Sting sample. Yeah. No one asks Sting. Sting gets all of it. Sting comes and he takes all the money. Yeah. And he, he said, well, that's just the music. That's business. just, I mean, it's, if we're going to have laws, like we got to respect them. Yeah. Um, I think it's another thing that like record, record labels might do when they can't clear a sample too. And this is like some shady practices is they'll release the song as a mixtape, which yes. like, technically they're not making any money off of. So you can steal people's work. Yes. That is a little loop around i know it's it's gotten me many times yeah. as, a, as a bass player and songwriter it's a mixtape um connie mitchell sings the the vocals on the bridge of this song her vocal delivery style is called toasting and it originated in caribbean calypso music and mento Jama- jamaican tradition nice. i think like people because he is a bit of a dick in in popular culture um connie west i think people are very quick to ignore the fact that he brings in a lot of cool world music traditions into popular music, probably more so than any other successful artist of the 21st century, I would say. Um, yeah. Because he's always got something going on from some cool indigenous culture somewhere. Yeah, it's true. And I really like that about this song. I, the last thing I want to talk about, like with Kanye West and graduation, and eventually we'll do a graduation podcast yeah. on Patreon. Yeah. This is a really cool era for his music where I feel like he projects this image of the confident Kanye West, but it's kind of coupled with who he really is, which is like a guy who really likes music and and maybe has some insecurity about, you know, his past or or who he's become. And I think that that's part of what makes, makes graduation so special. It's kind of like the most genuine Kanye. I, I totally think. agree. I think that's why it stands out. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, he's made a lot of really good records since then. I, I And like... I th- I don't think he's done. I mean, I, I haven't liked, I didn't really like the Christian one. <laughs> no. Um, but obviously as a Jewish person, person it's hard some, to get in. I have hard, some, hard to latch. I have a little baggage with Christianity, <laughs> we'll say. But uh, <laughs> but um, I think he's got some more in, but I really think this is a great period for him because it, we get the aspirational side of an artist as well as the authentic side of an artist. And I think that that's like really the sweet spot of art. And I think with a lot of great bands or artists, like their best records come from that sort of place. Okay. Yeah. What do you think it was like working with him on this record? I mean, probably insane. Yeah. You know, because remember, this is the record that they had Stronger on. Yeah, which That they mixed like 77 yeah, times seven or times something. with 10 different guys. Yeah. So I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's a little crazy. I actually remember when... We were having a t- cocktail club here at the house, mm-hmm. and we were listening to the Steely Dan record on vinyl. And I realized I heard this. I heard the original song. I was like, "Oh my god! I had no idea." <laughs> I remember that moment, and I was like, "Oh man, dude, what a fucking great sample!" It's such a great song. Um, a lot of really good Steely Dan samples throughout the years. But I, if you want to check out that Steely Dan song, it's called "Kid Charlemagne." This is championed by Kanye West. It's a great song. Great album. You know, Kanye West, unfortunately, has become more of a popular culture celebrity than like a musician in recent years. But let's not detract. Let, let that not detract from the classics that he produced. You don't see just how wild the crowd is. You don't see just how fly my style is. I don't see why I need a stylist when I shot so much I can speak Italian. I don't know. I just want it better for my kids. And I ain't saying we was from the projects. But every time I want to lay away or deposit, my dad say when you Close, close your eyelids. We were sort of like Will Smith and his son. In the movie, I ain't talking about the rich ones. Cause every summer.
summer, he'd get some brand new hair brain scheme to get rich from.